Hub Hopper Originals. I've always felt that it's the client side who needs a little education about the freelance culture. So now that the clientele side has got to know that it's credible and it's okay, the Indian freelance culture problem is solved. Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of The Pod List. I'm Sayasha Pillai and I am your host on the show. On last week's episode, we spoke to May from Made in India about all things music, future of podcasting and her journey thus far amongst a lot more. So if you guys missed it, you can get up to speed by listening to it on any of your podcast listening apps. You know, coming from a family that's always encouraged the arts, I recall being around 18 years or 19 year old maybe, in college with one of my closest friends who, by the way, has done all the artwork for this podcast series. You guys should actually check him out at Shantanu Tilak. So I recall Shantanu and I discussing how there should be this forum, you know, a space that encourages the arts and conversations and collaborations. Now, mind you, to paint a clearer picture, this was a phase when nearly everyone in college would strut around with a sketch pad and paints. So believe me, this used to be a very frequent conversation. Now, cut to a few years hence, we've all graduated. And as I'm scrolling on my Instagram, I'm thrilled to stumble onto this account called Platform for Artists, an initiative on the similar lines, but so much more. This is a space that calls forth anyone who associates themselves with the artistic community and gives everyone an equal opportunity to spread their wings and soar. And PFA has a very interesting podcast show called When We Met that comprises of insightful conversations with interesting guests. This is one podcast you should not miss, especially if you're in the creative industries. So on today's episode, we speak to Pavan, the co-founder of Platform for Artists and host of the podcast show When We Met, about virtual social responsibility, donning multiple hats and freelance culture amongst all else. So let's get to it. So before we dive into PFA and how it came to be, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey thus far, your childhood, education, so on and so forth. (laughs) So my bachpan's dream was to be an astronaut. <laughs> 180 degree shift in life. So I was born and brought up in Aurangabad. After my high school, I came to Pune for doing my engineering, which was in metallurgy and material science. And I always tried to just explore every side of opportunities that was available. And when I came to Pune, the opportunities ka scale sort of became even bigger. It's natural that you move from a small city to an even bigger city and you are exposed to more opportunities. I mean, everything was like 10x scale paid. My attendance in my engineering college was 8% throughout the four years. And I was always part of some of the other events or competition. And I was always in this dilemma that what I want to do next because I wanted to pursue my creative instinct. But I also did not want to just waste my four years of uh, technical knowledge that I have. So I was like, okay, let me just uh, take up a job and over the period of time, I'll figure out something. Six months into the job and then uh, I was like, no, this this 9 to 5 is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So that's how my life was before PFA. So after I quit my job, I took a small break of 
three to five months, and I was just reading. I like literally. I I packed my bags. I went back to Aurangabad, and uh, I was just reading what is happening in the Indian art scene, in the global art scene. What are artists from India doing? What are creators from abroad doing? And I just started developing this a little uh, sense of you know there is no community in India. with where you know different creators can just talk to each other collaborate co-create whatever and i put that engineering degree as well as my co-curricular activities into the right use so what my back story of life is in general so it might have been a jittery jump to say the least so what would you say to someone who's probably looking to make a similar switch i think the biggest problem when you're taking that jump is what we think what will my parents say what will the society say i think it's pretty normal because you know we are social animals we care about uh, what opinions other people and our uh, close circle has so i think that was the biggest challenge for me to convince my parents and you know just explain to them that i really want to pursue this and i'm not sure if i will succeed or not but i want to try it so that's the biggest challenge and when i build that support system around me i think it's just that intrinsic motivation you get so i think having that support system around you is very important because you're starting something entirely new and everything is going to be like a new challenges new problems and you have to be really proactive and just be on your toes 24/7 I mean obviously you have to convince yourself first that you know I really want to pursue this then comes convincing your parents or close friends and all things like that let's say even if you uh, study filmmaking or something like that and go to like a tech company it's completely okay those skills will put to use in some or the other way especially engineering i think has now become such such like an evergreen and you know such a dynamic degree like today if you are an artist you need to know how social media platforms work which is like data science and data analysis and all those things you need to know how to code your website so it's not just about the books that you read it's also about uh, the behavioral changes that come in you because of that degree so i think it's pretty okay you just have to convince yourself first and then uh, once you have convinced yourself uh, the support system really helps you and that's precisely why your story is so inspiring Now coming to your baby PFA I do think that all of us have a social responsibility when it comes to our virtual presence but how difficult is it to run a community that entails so many different opinions so how do you ensure that the full team is mindful and sensitive while curating content I think we take our influence whatever amount it has we take that influence as a very big responsibility we don't want to uh, misquote something or say something wrong to a particular community or to a particular person or a gender or anything like that uh, and i think that is something that we have to inculcate in our personal life as well it's not just like this is my uh, community account this is my personal account so if we personally believe into it it's not like an effort that we have to take to you know put out my content or have that similarity between that community page and my personal page whatever we also do at the community it's very important that we first believe in it ourselves and then go ahead i completely second that but then the flip side being freedom of speech expression you know could be harmless like sharing memes but as founders or co-founders it still somehow would mirror onto the community right so how do you strike that balance so we sort of have this it's not like a rule but it's something that we just abide uh, by that you know on our personal accounts also we do, don't put out pictures or videos when we are drinking or partying with friends and things like that we put that in our close friend list 
and you know people whom we really want to show that hey i am partying today i am drinking today and things like that so it's not like a rule but it just helps us because a lot of people who are part of the community they also follow us uh, on our personal accounts because they are more like friends also now it's not just business so this is like a trick small trick that i use to categorize and separate personal life and that uh, founder co-founder life yeah and the whole bit about people from within the pfa community becoming friends of sorts brings me to you know the crowdsourced episode you guys had in season 1 you know one particular comment really intrigued me about how pfa favors some people versus the others Now opinions are subjective anyway and they will always prevail but how do you maneuver friendships with rejections and on the whole be more inclusive I think if you have transparency between your friendships and between the work relationships I think that's sort of simplifies this whole situation and there is a polite way on rejecting somebody's artwork so communicating it and transparency is something that we really follow and being polite during this entire communication is something that uh, you know how we manage being on an like a neutral point of view in in such cases but i also think it's beneficial to answer with a quick no rather than like a delayed yes because neutrality is also sometimes subjective from where you're standing it might be neutral to that person but for somebody else it might not be neutral and it might be favorism so it's sometimes really tricky for us uh, so i think this transparency is really important to you know have that balance absolutely i think it's extremely important to try and be as fair as possible you know taking a step back talking about your podcasts now give us a little insight into what your process typically is like majority of this process is uh, dependent on the level of curiosity i have ab- about a particular topic then you know i just tell the team that this is something that i want to pursue so they do a quick check if this is offensive to certain people or not but to take you deeper into the process you uh, select what is that broad segment of topics that you want to talk about for us uh, indian art scene and everything around it is like the broader uh, thing and we fix a particular schedule like duniya idhar ki udhar ho jaye 12 pm it is happening and i i always make sure that i don't exceed beyond 30 minutes or 31 minutes and things like that because i mean longer podcasts are a longer commitment for listeners so that's how majorly my process of recording any of the episodes are. wow so you know you keep referring to team how many people are in team pfa and what's the organizational structure like so there are six people and five of them work on the business vertical when a brand or an organization is hiring artists through us the rest entire side the content side is something that i do like is completely one man army it's not a corporate structure it's very collaborative but when it comes about accountability it's my responsibility then i got to ask how do you manage your time what are your hacks like to keep everything in order <laughs> i thoroughly enjoy this process and when you enjoy something uh, you automatically make time for it uh, when you love something and you try to uh, you know make time for it but just some time management hacks is like uh, i rarely say yes to like any urgent things like it needs to have a 48 hour or at least 24 hour uh gap so that you know i plan it even if it's a very easy thing okay i'm not talking about it has to be something major it can be a minor thing as making a quick call to someone i say no if it doesn't have the 24 hour uh you know that validity for me 
so that's one thing that i uh, strictly do i strictly write down all the things in my calendar because i don't trust my brain with important things i put it down third thing is i think planning when you plan well let's say you plan your day you plan your week plan your content for the month or i think it's easy to manage and uh, it automatically then just falls into its place i'm sure being your own boss is fun but i'm certain it's not all hunky dory you know what would you say are like the disadvantages of not answering to anyone and sort of paving one's own path not like in disadvantage but i think uh, when you're your own boss you cannot give excuses because you know your entire team uh, is looking up to you and that's something that you miss out on it just makes me more accountable to my uh, work and makes me more responsible towards my own work so i think i use that disadvantage to my own benefit in a way but what i'm trying to say is you you don't have that little privilege and leverage of making excuses right and because you're constantly engaging with an entire community of artists and freelancers do you think there's still some sort of a negative connotation to not being associated with a company and an organization what i mean is for some reason the term self employed had some preconceived notions about it is it still rampant now people are uh starting to realize that okay freelancing is sort of also a a credible job or a credible person to hire for your work uh this is sort of like a silver lining to covid-19 and the entire pandemic that uh people are accepting that culture of working from home people are accepting that digital nomad culture i think because of covid-19 it has started to happen i agree that it wasn't earlier uh we had a certain hesitation towards people like this and we had certain different opinion like a negative association to uh people like these but now i think it has got better so twitter announced that their employees can work from home for the rest of their employment and for the rest of their lives so i think when a company as big as twitter can do this uh we are definitely going uh, in the right direction i i always felt that uh you know it's the client side who needs a little education about the freelance culture uh it was the doubts in the minds of the client side so now that the clientele side has got to know that it's credible and it's okay and there is this quality assurance even when we hire freelancers i think uh this problem is solved the indian freelance culture problem is solved we have great freelancers great consultants in every segment of uh, any industry so we always had that the problem was in the clientele side and because of covid-19 this problem is actually solved and we are seeing that the other side of uh, this whole problem is now more uh, you know okay to hire freelancers and is now more okay uh, to you know i really hope things keep looking brighter for everyone Lastly tell me what's brewing There's so much because you know we constantly keep talking about uh what is something that we can do So we're just trying to see how we can have different industry experts come in for like a live session or uh even like a webinar or like a workshop because you know now that everybody is at home why don't we use this time to upskill ourselves in different creative sides that we are lacking at So I think that's that's something that's very exciting we're doing an online flea market because uh, we cannot wait uh, for you know opening everything up so we decided we are going to do an online flea market uh, so that's something that's very exciting and challenging also for us because we have not done that ever 
and uh, yeah content side is also coming up we also take it as a responsibility to talk about different things that are happening on the internet because majority of the time that we are spending right now is on the internet so it's very important to have a positive space or have just uh, you know have that sp- safe space created on the internet also for everybody so we're just trying to see how we can do that and when we do these things it's not just that ye art segment mein aata hai ya nahi aata hai we, we don't think about that i mean internet is used by artists non artists so we just make sure that we are talking from our content side also you know these important things so that was pavan rochwani from platform for artists when we met follow pfa and one thing i vouch for is that they never cease to amaze you Guys, last week I introduced my collaboration with the Artist Project India, where we're trying to aid the families of artisans from the outskirts of our cities, small towns, and villages who are unable to make ends meet. I would urge each of you to please have a look at it and contribute in whatever way possible. The link to the campaign we've created is in the podcast notes. You know, you'd be surprised at how a tiny contribution could do wonders for someone in need. All right, guys. That's it for today and I will catch you guys next week. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट